Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host, and they are the ones in charge, and they are the ones at the wheel, and they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. Welcome to His Hard Line on this Friday, February 24th, 2023. And I don't know what was going on there. That time, that was not a user era error with the music. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, just decided to just randomly stop but hey that's okay we can you know we continue to proceed forward these are the kind of the isms that you know take place for some reason with this show i have no idea if it's a podbean thing or if somebody's hacked the show or hacked podbean and they try to mess around with me i don't know really what the deal is but at the end of the day you know what we're still going to press forward and continue on with the mission here of getting God's word out and getting the information out about the assembly and, you know, talking everything family related and health and wellness. And see, and then there it is. It just decides to turn back on. See, that's the kind of nonsense that I'm talking about, but that's okay. That is quite all right. So glad to have you all here for episode 462. We are going to be reading out of Genesis 4, and then we'll have a little commentary. But before we get started on that, I've been kind of getting on this little kick of these little dad jokes that we've been doing. Um, so I'm going to play a couple off of TikTok here uh, by this one channel that I follow called Logan uh, Lisley, I believe it is. It's spelled L-O-G-A-N-L-I-S-L-E. And these guys, they're just a couple. There's just a you know a couple few dads, 
They get together, they sit on a dock, and they tell these dumb dad jokes. But the funniest part about their dad jokes is their delivery and their facial features and their reactions to them. It's just hilarious. So um, let's let's start off with a little bit of humor this morning, and then we'll get right into the reading. Let's see. Two major faults. I don't listen. Hold on, let's start that over. Getting real. My wife says I have two major faults. I don't listen and something else. Last night I accidentally handed my wife a glue stick instead of the chapstick. She still hasn't talked to me. <laughs> Getting real sick of millennials attitudes lately. Walking around like they rent the place. My doctor said my DNA is backwards. I said, and? What days are the strongest? Saturday and Sunday. The rest are weekdays. <laughs> My wife asked why I have so much candy all the time. I said, I've always got Twix up my sleeve. <laughs> Last one. My wife apologized for the first time ever today. She said she's sorry she ever married me. It's hard to tell what my wife does for a living. She sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> you guys remember that little uh, word exercise back in the day when you were in school, especially if you had problems uh, pronouncing your S's? At least I remember that because that was one of the things that I went to speech therapy for when I was in uh, grade school uh, because I had a hard time pronouncing my S's. So I remember always saying that. It was like uh, something to the effect like Sally sells she shorts. <laughs> See, I can't even, I still can't do it. But yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In fact, for, for our argument's sake, let's see if I can do it. Let's see. It was like Sally sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> so, so stupid. But anyway, so what we are going to do today is we're going to continue to read out of, um, I've been liking this a little bit lately, so I think I might bounce back and forth between New King James Version and the New American Bible Revised Edition. And so I, I'm just, since it's already here up on my screen, I'm going to continue with the New King James Version, and we are going to do, uh, we're going to be doing a reading again out of chapter four. And this has about, oh, what do we got here? About 26 verses here. So this is where we get into uh, Cain and Abel, Cain, where Cain murders Abel. And then uh, we get to the, you know, bottom of this uh of this chapter where we start talking about the family of cain and then the uh you know the, the new son so let's let's get right into the reading now it reads now adam knew eve his wife and she conceived and bore cain and said i have acquired a man from the lord and she bore again this time his brother abel now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? 
And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desires is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass. When they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. And when you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out of this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that any one who finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Now, we get into verse 16 where we talk about the family of Cain. So Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begot Mahu, uh, I don't know if I can pronounce this, Mahujal, and Mahujal begot Methuselah. And Methuselah begot Lamech. Then Lamech took for himself two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the other name was uh, of the second was Zillah. And Ada bore Jab Jebel. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of those who play the harp and flute. And as for Zillah, she also bore Tubal Cain, an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron. And the sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. Then Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. Wives of Lamech, listen to my speech, for I have killed a man for wounding me, every even a young man for hurting me. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventyfold. And Adam's, or excuse me, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. So that is the reading of Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 26. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, with, chapter, with Genesis chapter 4, even as God continues to provide for the first few generations of people, it would seem that the consequences of man's sin and spiritual separation from God become very obvious. Adam and Eve start having children, including Cain and his brother Abel. Eve knew that she was directly responsible for the pain that she experienced in childbirth, but she still gives God credit for 
helping her to bear Cain. Cain and Abel grow up and chose different you know, professions and both apparently maintaining a relationship with God. But when both brought offerings to God, he showed favor seemingly to Abel and his offering of the fat of the one that he had slaughtered, you know, of his lambs. So, <clears throat> excuse me, but God does not, however, show favor on Cain or his offering of the fruit of the crops from the field that he had been working. Now, this might have been due to a poor attitude on the part of Cain, or Cain's offering might have been sim you know, smaller or less sacrificial, if you will, than it ought to have been. For whatever reason, God did not find his efforts pleasing. Now, Cain becomes very angry and envious of his brother Abel. And God warns Cain that sin is crouching at the door and Cain must master it. If sin and temptation are allowed to be in control, without a doubt, tragedy, no matter what the situation is, some level of tragedy will soon follow. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. Instead, Cain meets Abel in a field and then murders him, right? The first recorded human death and murder once again sees God confronting his own creation over their sin. And he comes to Cain and says that he can hear Abel's blood crying to him from the ground. Now, in a scene similar to God's curses on Adam and Eve after their sin in the garden, God punishes Cain by cursing him from the ground. It will never again give him crops. God also sends Cain away from his family to wander the earth. And Cain complains that without God's protection, someone will surely kill him in retribution of Abel's murder. So God marks Cain somehow for his own protection and promises to avenge sevenfold anyone who kills him. Cain wanders to the land of Nod, which means wander. He marries, helps to build his city, and has a son who has a son who has a son. And Lamech, Cain's descendant, who was seven generations from Adam, seems to share Cain's rebellion, arrogance, and violence. So Adam and Eve have another son through, or have another son though, and Eve sees Seth as God's replacement for lost Abel. And at, at this point, Seth and his line become known as people who rely on God and call upon him, you know, call upon his name. So kind of in a summation with this uh, context, the chapter context of, of Genesis 4 here. The first three chapters of Genesis explains the creation and loss of paradise. As Adam and Eve are separated from God, both physically and spiritually, their relationship with him does not end. However, Eve recognizes that his help in bearing her son Cain and later Seth Cain and Abel both worshipped God until Cain killed Abel. And then God provided protection for Cain, whose descendants become innovative and artful and arrogant and violent. And the descendants of Seth, however, on the contrary, begin to call on the Lord's name. So this chapter bridges the story of Genesis from our ultimate origins to the story of Noah, which will be introduced in the next chapter. So that is the reading of Genesis chapter four. And tomorrow is a Bible free, or excuse me, not a Bible free. Tomorrow will be a podcast free Saturday. 
So just keep in mind that we will not be doing any podcast tomorrow. Also, I will not be doing a show right after this one. What we will be doing is later on at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We will be doing a show, kind of a roundtable of sorts. It'll be kind of the first roundtable, if you will. Not really first. That's kind of, uh, actually, that's false because I've had multiple people on here. But we're going to actually have a roundtable of assembly members on here. We're going to have Oscar that is in uh, Missouri. He's part of the Missouri General Journal Assembly. And then, um, if I recall correctly, I believe he heads up kind of the educational stuff uh, to help members learn about uh, what needs to be done in, as far as assembling their state and hopefully getting it settled. Um, and then we have Lisa in Georgia with the Georgia General Journal Assembly. Again, another key member um, who has been heading up the education uh, part of her state. So we will have both of them later on at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time as a guest. And we're going to have a little bit of a round table. And what we're going to predominantly discuss is um, how, how to grow the assembly and how to bring up the assembly of people uh, in general conversation, because that was one question that was asked of me by someone. They said, you know, how do you pitch the assembly? I said, well, for starters, the assembly should never be a sales pitch. Let's start there. Because a sales pitch means that you have to try to convince someone to buy into something, right? As a former salesman, because I used to sell cars, I used to sell gym memberships. I know what sales pitches look like. I said, but you should never have to try to sell something. I said, the assembly of people is a duty and a responsibility, not a product to be sold, not an idea to be sold. It's a duty. The assembly of people is the, is the coming together of God's people, if you will, people who want to remain sovereign and get their freedom and their liberties back and get and push tyrannical, oppressive, you know, corporate government out of the seats that are actually intended for us. So we are going to be talking about that later on. Uh, so that's why I'm not going to have a show directly after this one. We're going to wait to the evening because it seems to be more availability for, for them to be on. Um, I was trying to figure out their schedules. They both have kind of, you know, not too terribly, you know, bad schedules, but today was pretty much one of those days where they both had availability. I had availability. So we're going to have them on later on at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. So Come join us there. That'll be kind of a cool, fun show. And and like I said, uh, we're going to have a, a nice conversation over there. It'll be anywhere between, I don't know, 45 and 60 minutes, depending on on the conversation. So, But uh, we'll end this in a prayer, and we will be back later. So, all right. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you so very much, again, as usual, for the stories in your Bible that teach us the pivotal and crucial lessons of what we should and should not do. Um. I, I, my prayer is that more people end up picking up your Bible at these bookstores or at least go online to start reading your good word and they start hearing um, just exactly how important uh, everything is in that Bible, how important everything is. Um, it serves as so many purposes for us and it's, I tell you, it's a great book. And so we thank you for the stories in Genesis. We thank you for another day of life and good health and and we just pray that you continuously guide those that are still wandering, that are still lost. Um, they're trying to find peace in their life through kind of a crazy, chaotic world. 
And we just pray that you allow the Holy Spirit to work through some of these people. And, and we continue to ask that you allow the Holy Spirit to work through us as well. So allow the Holy Spirit to move through us. And I just pray that our footsteps and our journey are in divine alignment with your great plan. And with all of that, we pray in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So that is all we have for the morning. Like I said, we will be back here at 6.30 p.m., 5.30 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time, um, 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a nice little discussion with a couple of assembly members from two different states. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good conversation. So join us later. And until then, God bless. Thank <laughs> you.